This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my show, Carpe Diem. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald, and I'm very excited to be here with you once again this lovely Friday. Uh, today's show is about why do you care what people think of you? I think that uh, is a particularly important topic, especially when you get to this stage in your life. And uh, with it to being Friday the 13th and a questionable full moon on the calendar, uh, there's some debate about that. I just think it's a perfect segue to the program, Why Do You Care What People Think of You? Uh, for me, it's just another example of things aligning for me in my wake. Um, I truly believe that this is a subject matter that resonates with all of us. I don't think you could be an actual human being if at any point in your life it wasn't something that you uh, encountered or contemplated or struggled with. Um, one of my earliest recollections, one of my earliest experiences and encounters of seemingly coming across the path of somebody who I truly felt did not like me, um, and made that very well known, was unfortunately my kindergarten teacher. Uh, so when I was four or five and I started kindergarten, uh, my teacher's name was Mrs. Angle, which I actually think is quite funny, uh, considering I found her to be unfortunately quite obtuse, particularly with me. Um, I think some things were perhaps not working in my favor from a teacher's perspective. Um, I can only... I can only think that that might have something to do with it. One being, I was always the youngest in my classroom. Uh, I was always, you know, I, just, I was December baby, December 21st. So very clear uh, to cutting off the, the, the cutoff line for being in the following grade. So always significantly younger than my peers. Uh, I also happen to be a Southpaw. And so for people who aren't familiar with that term, Southpaw meaning left-handed. And back in the day when I started school, there were uh, the green scissors and there were the silver scissors. And majority of people, and in fact, I think I may have been the only person in my class who ever had the green scissors, uh, but it, there was always that persuasion, uh, coercion to try and get me to switch over to the silver right-handed scissors. And I just, I wasn't on with that. I wasn't, I wasn't going for that. Um, it didn't feel right. And, uh, I kind of, you know, one of my first experiences of, of realizing that I kind of stuck my ground on that and was not going to conform. Um, so anyway, uh, as I was nearing the end of my uh, my kindergarten year, um, it had been indicated to my parents that uh, the teacher's intent was to hold me back. Uh, she didn't want me to advance and be promoted to grade one. And, you know, being the first child in my family and being the, you know, the first child to enter into school, I really have to applaud my parents uh, on that one uh, for, you know, second-guessing that and not taking that at face value and it not really resonating as being uh, a correct assessment of me. 
So what ended up happening in that situation was we went to the school board, and unbeknownst to me, because I thought it was just playtime, uh, I was put in a room, and I was in the presence of this wonderful woman, uh, very warm, very loving, and uh, she was testing me and evaluating me, uh, but I didn't realize it at the time. And so what was really... What was really nice that came out of that experience was uh, she then consulted with my parents and said, you know, I, I really don't understand what the problem is here. Uh, Lisa seems to be handling all the instructions okay. Uh, you know, her gross motor skills are fine. Uh, cognitively, she seems to be on par. Uh, you know, perhaps it's just uh, a bad dynamic between the teacher and Lisa. Um, so her recommendation was going to be to override what my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Angle, had suggested. And so, and I, I continued on. I went to grade one. So, you know, I don't know if it was a case of I took too many bathroom breaks, walking around the hallway, getting distracted, maybe going to the water fountain too many times, or I couldn't tie my shoelaces tight enough and make perfect bows. I have no idea. Uh, maybe I didn't know the whole alphabet in its entirety or the one, two, threes. Um, but, you know, truly, who fails a child in kindergarten? And it's just, you know, I've only heard that experience once, and it ended up being a good friend of mine that I just only found out uh, one of my book signings recently uh, that that was her situation, too. She was with a, a different kindergarten teacher. Uh, we were same age and across the hall. So, you know, it just... Um, it's uh, it's an example that has stuck with me um, because my life would have been completely changed if we just went on the impression or the opinion or the perception that somebody else had of me. And uh, that would have changed my life. It would have changed everything about my life. Uh, the people that would have come into my life, uh, not being in a position to experience things with people my own age, uh, and those friendships never being cultivated, uh, opportunities never presenting themselves to me. Um, so, it, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, it's very important uh, especially when you work through the challenges in your life um, and when you become very clear on what it is that you want to achieve or, or what you believe you're here to do or what you yourself are passionate about, um, you know, that you don't get caught up in other people's opinions or perceptions of you. And it's a very easy thing to say, uh, very easy thing to say, because, of course, to get to a point in your life where you can uh, be very definitive uh, in your understanding and your acceptance of uh, that becoming a non-negotiable for you. You have you you would have had to have traveled a lot of other experiences prior to getting that to that point to realize that there really is no value in that. Um, there's no, you know, it, it doesn't feed you, it doesn't nurture you, it doesn't. Um, it's not aligned with what would be deemed to be in your best interest um, because. Other people have agendas and, uh, you know, and not everybody's operating at the same level of self-awareness. Um, you know, people are still hung up on having to do the work, which is an ongoing continual thing. Um, you know, and when you get to a point where you realize, good or bad, whatever happens in your life, you really are the common denominator in all of your relationships. Um you know, and so if, if continually there's a theme that shows up where people seem to have the same impression of you for whatever reason, then absolutely you need to look at that. You need to evaluate that. And I would encourage you, as I do with myself, to do that regardless 
um, whether it's positive affirmation, uh, whether it's constructive criticism, uh, it, you know, it, it's equally worthwhile to take a look at both, but only to the extent that you want to better yourself, not to get bogged down in it, uh, not to let it deter you or derail you from who you believe yourself to be and the life that you believe you're meant to live. Um, and cultivating that, it's a, it's a very, very delicate process. You have to be tender with yourself. You have to be kind with yourself. And, uh, you know, when you're in your head, you can very easily become your own worst critic, particularly if you sponge up and absorb the negatives that are out there. And so, you know, we're all in a position in the course of our lives where we're faced with having to do things for the first time. So whether it's making a speech uh, you know, in front of your classroom and you're, you have to speak for five minutes, at least with our Canadian uh, school system, you know, that was something that was incorporated into our curriculum. Or, you know, whether you're in phys ed and you have to do, you know, the five miles uh, around the park, which we did. Um, you know, it, it's not about, it's not about necessarily uh, what I've learned, um, yeah, everybody wants to finish first. You know, everybody wants to be ahead of the pact. Everybody wants to, you know, have the medal around their neck and have the best times. And because uh, those are all barometers uh, of, of putting ourselves in a distinction of category, um, you know, a category that undeniably says, wow, you aced it. Or, you know, you hit that one out of the park or, you know, good for you. Now you've set the bar and now people have to uh, aspire to beat your record. Um, so, you know, but what I've learned, you know, as nice as those experiences have been, because I've, I've had those experiences. Um, I have had the gold medal and, um, you know, I have had at different times good marks, particularly in English. That would probably be the only subject uh, or phys ed. Um, but it's... Uh, it's important, I find, as you get older, it's just about showing up, you know. It's about getting in the game, and it's, it's you know, taking yourself outside of the role of just being bystander. And when you do that, when, when you take the initiative and you have the gumption and you have the grit to say, you know what, it doesn't necessarily matter how I position. It doesn't necessarily matter, you know, if if I'm going to hit hit the home run automatically because of course everything needs to be honed and you need to practice and as you practice you get better but it primarily begins with just getting in the game and uh, and again when you put yourself out there you're open to ridicule and you're open to uh, you know constructive criticism is nice but it, it really it, you know it's only as good as the manner in which it's delivered and so for somebody who really cares about you loves you truly has your best interest at heart and wants nothing uh but the best for you and your well-being um then you know it's coming from a good place and and generally those types of people you know have a nice approach or a nice demeanor about them um but you find out very quickly uh as you go through life you know, the different categories of people, uh, with, you know, what, what, what's going on in their lives, you know, how they view the world, how they treat people, how they inner dialogue with themselves based on how they dialogue with people external to them, uh, you know, what it is that they're doing on a daily basis that's indicative of, you know, goals or setting intentions, or is it just more about getting up and going through the motion of the monotony? Um, and the mediocrity, um, 
and not really feeling compelled to change or to rise or get out of the comfort zone. And so for those of us who um, are continually putting ourselves in a position of asserting ourselves, taking chances, taking risks, uh, doing things for the first time, um, yeah, it can be intimidating. And, uh, you know, you could get very much bogged up in your own head with, you know, like, what authority do I feel like I have on this to speak to this subject matter? Or, you know, who's Lisa McDonald from Dundas, Ontario, who's, you know, got these books going and, and has a radio show? But you know what? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I'm realizing more and more. It does not matter uh, for those who would even be inclined to have the mindset to even pose those types of questions. Um, those are the people I want in my circle anyway. Um because that comes from a very self-defeatist place of, of thinking. And when you think like that, then you're not really manifesting anything that's positive in your life or, or pushes you out of your comfort zone or motivates you to want to be the best or to take chances or to take risks. And if we didn't do that, if we didn't do those things, no matter the scale, you know, I mean, we're all, we're all differently wired. We're all differently designed. Not everybody wants to talk on radio. Not everybody wants to write a book. Um, but in terms of putting ourselves in the arena of integrating ourselves into society or becoming part of our community, uh, or, you know, partnering up with collaboration or groups, uh, clubs, um, whatever it might be, whatever speaks to you on an individual level, um, you know, that still involves an element of risk. And without, without, without embarking on taking that risk, uh, you don't grow. You know, for all the times you talk yourself out of, uh, aligning yourself with these opportunities and seeing them for the gifts and the blessings they truly are to grow and to meet people and to learn from people, uh, and to just have a wonderful existence, uh, for the time that we're here, which none of us, of course, know for how long that's gonna be. Um, why not, why not capitalize on that? You know, why not, why not absorb every possible opportunity you can uh, to just sponge it all up and to meet incredible, fantastic people and to find out how they think, uh, you know, what makes them tick, uh, what, you know, what fires them up um, and learn from these people. You know, it doesn't mean that you it's not about becoming carbon copies of, of other people. It's not about um, necessarily emulating other people like I, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be or become a female version of Howard Stern. I don't want to be a J.K. Rowling. You know, I'm quite fine to be who I am uh, and hone my own craft, no matter what similarities might put me in the same company with other names and other people uh, and other journeys. And, you know, when we think about when we think about anything in life, whether it's somebody who is running a race uh, somebody who gets a job promotion, somebody who even just gets the job or somebody who gets the client or gets the vendor. Um, what is it that we say when, when we achieve those things? I did it. I did it. And, you know, that all goes back to early childhood. You know, what does a child say when they've successfully gone on the potty for the first time themselves or they've tied their shoe or they've ridden their bike with the parents' hands letting the bike go? And they're sailing down the sidewalk on their own. What do they say? I did it. I did it. And, you know, so from a very early on age, you know, we're kind of wired and pre-programmed um, to want to excel, to want to succeed, uh, 
primarily to get the recognition maybe or the acknowledgement um, that we ventured out to do something and we did it. We accomplished something. And so when the person on the other end, whether it be a parent, uh, a caregiver, a mentor, a teacher, uh, somebody that, you know, you feel very comfortable and connected to, hopefully that's the experience. Um, you know, when the person's giving you props or giving you high fives or saying, you know, that's excellent or that gold star that you get on your spelling test or, or, uh, you know, you get to be the special person of the day in your classroom, um, or it's your birthday and everyone's singing happy birthday and acknowledging your birthday, like whatever it might be. Um, we know from a very early on age how that makes us feel. And it's a great feeling. You know, it's lovely to be acknowledged and to be recognized and to be celebrated. Um, that's not always the case for people. You know, not everybody is brought up with uh, positive mentoring uh, or positive role models, um, you know. And so for some people, it's not even about the pat on the back after they've crossed the line. They just want to be acknowledged. They want to just know that they're seen. Uh, that, that they they know that they exist in the eyes of the other person who's in their company, who's in their presence. And uh, for situations like that and for people who have encountered that, it's very, very unfortunate. And, uh, and that oftentimes sets the tone in going forward uh, with how we then as individuals, based on those experiences, either positive or negative, uh, and those memories, either way, stick with us. They're like, they become incorporated into our DNA and in going forward. Um, so for people who do get the pat on the back and they do get the praise and they do get the whatever as a result of putting themselves out there and taking that risk and achieving something and feeling elated and a sense of accomplishment, you know, for the people who get the pat on the back and, and, uh, you know, it's momentum. It's like, oh, that's great. You know, I want to keep going. I want to feel like that again. I, you know, I, I just want to keep hitting those bullseyes and uh, striving to be the best that I can be. And then alternatively, for the person who didn't have the raw, raw cheering squad, and perhaps it was, you know, um, pessimism or negativity or dismissiveness or, you know, whatever the case may be, then that person's journey starts out with, just looking to be acknowledged that they exist. And and that aligns them on a different path um, of how to go about obtaining that. And unfortunately, you know, because as human beings, some people become so starved for that, they end up winding up putting themselves in a position of, you know, interfacing with the wrong people, um, you know, doing things that are not in their best interest to gain acceptance, even if the acceptance is coming from the people who really are not good people to be in the presence or company of. And so, you know, regardless of what your start is in life, regardless of, of you know, how that played out for you individually as a child growing up, um, you know, you get to a point where you realize, and I say this, and I will always say this probably every show, I say it every book signing, uh, I say it every time I'm interviewed for an article or a video or whatever. It's about choice. And, you know, we can deconstruct and um, we can. We can choose to deconstruct some of our wiring and some of our thought, thought processes. And for me, uh, as much as I try to live uh, and thrive and exist from a place within my heart, um, yeah, you sometimes get thrown back up in your head. 
Uh, and that generally is triggered by, you know, things out of the blue that, that derail you or, you know, people who you thought were going to support you and be your biggest fans just disappear. Um, whatever, whatever the case or the situation may be. And so, you know, I've really gotten to a point in my life where, um, I really, I, I can honestly say I'm probably 90, 95% at the point where I truly don't care what other people think. Um, because I realize, I realize within my own self-awareness and I realize, uh, within what I deem to be my priorities, um, you know, it's just important for me to keep channeling what I'm doing, knowing that I'm on a good path and I'm making good decisions. And for those who can see that for what it is or don't, that's not my issue. That's not my issue. Um, so I, you know, I'm going to pick up this thought when we come back. We're going to we're going to go for a bit of a break right now, and uh, we're going to be leaving for a couple of minutes, but I would really encourage you to come back. I'm looking forward to speaking again. Uh, you're listening to Carpe Diem. My name is Lisa McDonald, and I am your host, and I will talk to you shortly. Thank you. is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. If you want to stay on top of everything that's happening at Contact Talk Radio, there's no simpler way than following us on Twitter. You'll know what shows are currently playing, who the special guests are, what topics are being discussed. The information is always fresh. You can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash CTR network. It's easy. Again, that's twitter.com slash CTR network. Better living is just a tweet away. We all have amazing talents and knowledge that should be shared with the world. Become a host on Contact Talk Radio and help spread your insight and wisdom. Help others grow as you grow your business and reach a level of connection far greater than you could reach on your own. Take the first step and learn more by visiting contacttalkradio.com or contact Cameron at 425-221-3646. Continue to spread the word about the importance of conscious living. Did you know that you can rate our shows on iTunes? Yep, you can share your thoughts about the topics, the hosts, and the special guests. You can also leave a suggestion. Then, when you're done, rate the show. The hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lisa McDonald. I'm your host of Carpe Diem, coming to you live from Dundas, Ontario, Canada. For those who are just maybe chiming in for the first time, uh, our show today is Why Do You Care What People Think of You? 
Um, so welcome if you're just joining us. Nice to have you here. And uh, for those returning, good to have you back. Um, so, yeah, we've just been talking along the lines of, you know, you get to a certain stage in your life where no matter what your initial experiences have been uh, or the people who have been in your life uh, fostering your sense of development or, uh, you know, either nurturing your soul, not nurturing your soul, cheering you on, not cheering you on. Uh, as I was saying before going into the break, it's, it's, it's really important that regardless of, of how it all started for you, uh, the beginning of your story, uh, you really do at a later point in your life. I mean, we do every day, um, but you get more cognizantly aware of how much power uh, comes with making individual choice and decisions for yourself. Uh, because truly, you know, it, it's just you're with yourself 24-7. Um, you know, you've got your friends, and you, you get to a point where you know very clearly uh, who your true friends are. And and I, I do inventory every year. Um, and I'm doing it more often now just because more people are recognizing who I am. So there's more people filtering into my life. Um, and, you know, it's uh, everybody brings something to the table, you know, even if it's something that is really not aligned with your way of thinking or how you would treat people. Uh, it's still a, there's still a message there. You know, there's there's still a message uh, that you take away going, okay, that's just another, that's just another, um, cementing of, um, what, what I choose to have in my life and who I choose to have in my life and who I choose not to have in my life. And so, you know, if, if you're very, if you're very determined, um, for every day going forward to just worry about yourself and be better than you were the day before. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I've said this in one of my more recent interviews with Tony Cohen. Uh, we did a, a Google Plus Hangout video. And, um, you know, so when you're talking about inspiration or you're talking about motivation or you're talking about goals or setting intentions, um, in order for any of that to be achievable and for you to strive to to reach the outcome, the desirable outcome for what you hope uh, that that entails for you, uh, you can't you can't put your time and energy into other people, you know. And that that goes for even the people who are constantly pat, patting you on the back because you don't grow within that either, um, you know. We, uh, we're in a bit of a culture and it's, it's on both extremes, you know. So there's, there's the type of people who, um, they're scared to say anything, uh, that's perceivably negative or, um, or, uh, you know, contentious. Um, not from a malicious standpoint. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, <clears throat> pardon me, from the point of view of, uh, you know, if I, you know, if I if I really speak my truth, that's going to upset somebody. That's going to offend somebody, and then they might not like me. I might not have a friend anymore, and 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 then people get more caught up in that stuff than just speaking the truth. You know, um, and then there's the other people who, you know, because of where they're at within their own journey, uh, either they've, uh, you know, they're stalled in their own healing process, um, or their level, <clears throat> excuse me, or their level of self awareness is such that. You know, they just can't get out of their own way. Uh, for people who can't get out of their own way, they're not going to be the type of people that you're going to want in your circle because, um, you know, what are they going to do to motivate you? What are they going to do to inspire you when they're clearly demonstrating the inability to even do that for themselves? And, 
the choice that comes with that is based on how much you value yourself. You know, who doesn't want quality in their life? Um, you know, quality friends, uh, quality memories, uh, quality time well spent. Um, so all these things have to come from a place of, I believe in myself, even, and there's been times in my life where I have felt nobody else has. And so I've had to learn at a very young age through many life experiences, um, that you really do have to become your best friend and you really do have to become comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, and, and it's interesting to see how it gets played out even in this, uh, this era that we now live in of social media. You know, people get hung up on, oh my God, people aren't liking my stuff. People aren't commenting, you know, uh, and, or, you know, the people that you think would be more inclined to offer feedback or, uh, outward public support and it's not forthcoming. Who cares? You know, you know, if, if what you're doing comes from a place of authenticity, you know, uh, it shouldn't matter what the feedback is. It shouldn't matter, uh, how many people like your things, how many people, you know, want to be in the know about what's going on in your life or get on your bandwagon or be a part of your journey. Um, because that, that, that's all telling of what's meant to be anyway. Um, you know, and it saves you the time of having to weed it out, you know, so if it doesn't show up, it's not meant to be. And, uh, and, and if you're questioning things, you know, I, I really strongly follow my gut on everything now, uh, whether it makes sense, you know, whether, because if I'm, you know, you get in your head, uh, and you analyze things and you dissect things and you churn them over and, uh, and then you get stuck, um, and that's coming from a place of ego and that's the type of that's the type of energy and space that you exist in when you get concentrated on you know do people like me do people not like me why would they not like me you know i've never done anything necessarily in that particular case to do anything to hurt anybody to offend anybody i've been nothing but supportive uh you know i've made effort i've made attempts and you know who cares you know, it's, 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 it, it, it actually turns out to be a benefit and a blessing. Uh, and it saves you a lot of unnecessary heartache and drama, um, all of those things which don't serve you and keep you stalted and keep you stunted in either yourself or the journey you're meant to travel day in and day out. And, um, so I, you know, I just, I think because we are human beings and it's a subject matter that of course will always it's always going to resonate with us. Um, you know, we're always going to be very aware on some level, even at the heart level. And I really try to work within my heart now. I try to, I try to operate everything, uh, from my heart based on my feelings. Um, you know, so if something doesn't feel right, you know, somebody's giving you bad vibes, bad energy, you know, somebody's not reciprocating, somebody's, you know, you know, and I, and I say this too, I'm a firm believer in the old adage, people will only treat you how you let them. And so when you get clear on what your non-negotiables are, what you're not going to concede on uh, as a result of, you know, not wanting to disrespect yourself or not wanting to make decisions that you know are not in your best interest, getting better at saying no instead of saying yes. You know, I really struggle when I see people say yes all the time. Uh, and I've been there. I, I've been there. Um, 
and for me, it's, it wasn't necessarily derived from a place of I want to be liked. It was because, you know, I wanted to say yes to prove I could do something. Um, you know, oftentimes when people say no, it's because they think they're going to fail or, you know, or they're not going to be doing as good of a job as perhaps somebody else. And so they don't want to disappoint or create the illusion of, uh, you know, incompetency or incapability. Um, so uh, for me, oftentimes when I said yes, it was because I can do this and I will show you that I can do this. Uh, you know, another life lesson that I've learned throughout this journey, and it's, you know, it's continually with me now and going forward in my life as things ramp up and I'm exposed to more people and more people are walking into my life. Um, I used to be really motivated by, you know, performing or excelling at things as a result of proving people wrong. You know, you don't think I can do this? Screw you. I'm going to do it. And I would do it. And, uh, but then I realized, you know, as I went on in my journey, but that's not right either because you're fueling something that's supposed to be positive um, with negative connotations. There's, it's, you know, there's a negative energy surrounding whatever the positive thing is that you're wanting to manifest in your life. And so I, I was in that space for many years of my life. It's like, you know, you, you don't think I can, cause I, you know, I had some issues in school and, uh, um, you know, just different times in my life where I didn't make good choices because I questioned the support that I did or did not have in my life and different things having happened in my life that kind of made certain things go awry. Um, you know, so when I had dabbled in, in perhaps making not the best decisions, whether it be dropping out of school for a while and before returning um, and realizing the hard way, okay, this is old. You know, this isn't cool anymore. You know, it doesn't matter that I've got my own apartment and everybody else does, still lives with mommy and daddy. You know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like this is, this is really silly. So when I got very clear on, um, you know, wanting to get back on track with making good decisions and stuff, I realized, you know, to be successful, to be in a good place within myself, to feel comfortable in my skin, I had to do it because Lisa wanted to do it. Um, you know, that Lisa was worthy enough, uh, to have those outcomes, uh, to achieve those things, uh, regardless who was sitting on the sidelines, either cheering me on or, or waiting to see me fail. And, um, and so now when I do things, it comes from a place of, uh, you know, I just want to be, and I truly do feel at this point in my life, I'm completely fearless. Uh, you know, when I, when I get to that point where, again, we all, as human beings, we get afflicted with this from time to time. It's natural. It's to be expected. You know, you get those twinges of, of trepidation or uncertainty or self-doubt and it pops up. Yeah, it still pops up. The difference for me now being is I, I don't, you know, my, my turnaround time to switch it off and to plug back into the, the good energy space that I need to be in to, to honor myself, serve myself, uh, and align myself with what I am meant to do and be with and, and manifest. Um, I turn it around. And so, you know, without wanting to sound morose, um, or blunt about it, what I say to myself and it works each and every time is, Lisa, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. It's inevitable. We're all going to die. And so knowing that to be true, how then do you wish to leave this planet? You know, what is the legacy that you wish to leave behind for your children? Uh, how you choose to be remembered? 
how you choose to be regarded. Um, you know, and for me, it, it's, I've really gotten to a point and it, you know, it kind of, it kind of segues into something, you know, there is no real original thoughts anymore. There truly isn't. Um, but the cliche of, um, uh, the, the cliche surrounding, um, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and putting yourself out there. And so for me, knowing when I say to myself, if I'm experiencing a moment of trepidation, you know, we're, we're all going to die, get on with it and get your head in the game and get out of your head, get in your heart. It's, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing because I'm not wasting time then. I'm not, I'm not wasting time dwelling or dissecting or analyzing or sitting back wondering why so and so hasn't picked up the phone or why so and so seems to have vanished from my life or even flashbacking to childhood, you know, why, why, why did this happen this way or why did it not go this way according to how some of my other friends' childhoods may have been? Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, and I, I'm getting really clear on it doesn't matter. Um, so, I, I just want to be happy in my life, um, and I am happy in my life. I'm making good decisions. Uh, again, I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people. And again, it's not wanting to be, uh, you know, I, there is no expectation on my part that for people to be in my immediate circle that they have to be carbon copies of me. Not at all. I, I like diversity. I like difference. Uh, I like different points of view. I, I, I love watching people. And observing how people think and how, how they feel and how they execute decisions and the results that come from that and how they grow and, and, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of that right now. I, I have a lot of phenomenal people in my life who are in this phase, not phase, that's the wrong word, completely wrong word, um, stage. This, the stage within self of, you know, wanting to be fearless. And stepping into fear, you know, the minute, the minute I'm presented with something, you know, whether it be my books, felt twinge of that then, radio, Cameron Steele seeking me out, you know, you want to, you want to host your own radio station, uh, radio show. It's like, huh? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, and it's just, you know, so the minute I had that moment of trepidation of like, what is this? Like how, you know, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Who am I that I would even take this on? Um, you know, why not me? And that's, that's my dialogue now. And this is what I tell people. I really encourage people to change the way in which they speak to themselves. You know, why not you? Why not me? You know, it, 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 why not why not embark upon something? Step into your fear uh, and grow from it. Because when we get to this stage in our lives and we look back on the beginning of our journey and all the milestones and all the stepping stones and all the people that walked in, walked out, uh, all the experiences we've had around jobs, school, you know, relationships, you name it. Um, you know, for all those things that we can now say are memories, they were times in our life that we had to make a decision. You know, is this somebody who I want to have as a friend? Is this somebody who I want to date? Is this somebody who I want to marry? Is this a job that I see myself working at? Will I be happy? You know, am I doing it for the money? Or am I doing it because I derive personal satisfaction from it? Or hopefully it's a combination of both. So it's, you know, when you look back on your life, 
for everything that you've accomplished or everything you haven't accomplished or for every lesson that taught you something about yourself. And that's really what it's all about, you know, because these people who perhaps disappear never to be seen again, um, if that's the case. I mean, there's a myriad of examples uh, that could be used to illustrate my point. But the point fundamentally being is, you know, you know, you're the constant in your life. And, um, and who doesn't want to continually be in a good space? Who doesn't want to like themselves? You know, never mind whether perceivably other people like you. Uh, is it not more important for you to like yourself? Is it not more important for you to love yourself and be your own champion and triumph over things that are part of your own journey, adversity-wise? Um, anyway, I'm going to let you hold that thought. And uh, we're, we're taking uh, questions here. Like, if, if the lines are going to be open, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, it's 877-230-3062. That's our call-in line, toll-free. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a break. So, again, my name is Lisa McDonald. My show is Carpe Diem. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. We all have amazing talents and knowledge that should be shared with the world. Become a host on Contact Talk Radio and help spread your insight and wisdom. Help others grow as you grow your business and reach a level of connection far greater than you could reach on your own. Take the first step and learn more by visiting contacttalkradio.com or contact Cameron at 425-221-3646. Continue to spread the word about the importance of conscious living. If you want to stay on top of everything that's happening at Contact Talk Radio, there's no simpler way than following us on Twitter. You'll know what shows are currently playing, who the special guests are, what topics are being discussed. The information is always fresh. You can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash CTR Network. It's easy. Again, that's twitter.com slash CTR Network. Better living is just a tweet away. Did you know that you can rate our shows on iTunes? Yep, you can share your thoughts about the topics, the hosts, and the special guests. You can also leave a suggestion. Then, when you're done, rate the show. The hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem, live from Dundas, Ontario, Canada. If you're just chiming in, we're talking today about why do you care what people think of you. And so 
what I would like to say too, uh, I think it's quite timely actually with tomorrow being Valentine's Day and all. Um, this is a day that's, you know, very clearly, uh, stereotypically speaks to proclamations and demonstrations of the heart. You know, heartfelt appeals from one person to another, all related to love and affection. And so it is a lovely day. Uh, I tend to think every day is a lovely day. Uh, some people, you know, tend to put more stock into it being Valentine's Day. Um, so for me, based on what we've been talking about here today, I, I, as I do myself, I don't put anything out there that I'm not uh, grappling with or questioning or pondering myself. I ask you, I encourage people to ponder this. You know, um, are these the people for Valentine's Day, the people that you may be, you know, expressing love to? Are these the people that you generally love and who love you all year round, you know, without the commercialized obligatory hype attached to it? Are these the people whose presence and opinions and attitudes the ways in which they daily express love and kindness and appreciation? Are these the people whose perceptions of you truly matter? And the question always comes back to why or why not? So I encourage you, as I regularly do with myself, to question this. Um, And again, as I've said before earlier in my show, uh, for those of you who may not have uh, started with us at the beginning of the hour, um, you know, it's... uh, I really am in a place now as I get older and getting very clear on what matters to me. And what I'm realizing matters to me is not what matters to other people necessarily. And their opinions of me, my journey, um, you know, my choices, that that's really kind of uh, diminishing into the background because um, – you know, and another another quote that I really truly like as well. It's you know, there's a reason why your windshield is much larger than your rearview mirror. You know, because you're not supposed to be looking over your shoulder. You're not supposed to be dwelling in the past and going down the rabbit hole and getting caught up in the time warp of what once was and you know why didn't this happen and why did this happen? You know, because then you get stuck in being a victim and uh, and you get just stuck basically. Period. Um, and there's nothing good about that. You're wasting precious, precious time. Like it is such, I mean, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. That's a whole conversation in itself. The, you know, the similarities, the discrepancies, uh, the arguments to support either or. I'm just a very, I'm a spiritual person and I love life and I love people and I love self-development and personal development and growth and being stimulated and bettering myself and uh, championing other people on and seeing other people succeed and be happy and, uh, you know, and rise above adversity and, uh, you know, just take on the world. I mean, that is just such an attractive quality. I love that energy. Um, so because of that, you know, I, I'm very consciously aware and subconsciously aware of what's required, uh, to be in that place yourself and to, to be there, to exist within that. It cannot come from worrying about what other people think about you. Uh, and for any relationship or friendship that's truly genuine, uh, solid, uh, you know, person's trustworthy, you know, if they have integrity, they have character, um, all those things will be very indicative on their own without it necessarily having to be spelt out. You know, you don't have to profess those things to people. You just inherently know whether they exist 
or they don't exist. And you know that those things either exist within you or they don't. Maybe you don't care about that either. Um, again, th- those are different people on different paths than mine. Not here to judge. I'm just here to clearly simply say, um, you know, because I love people and I want people to be happy and I want to see people uh, do well and be in a great space. Uh, you know, I just, I just want to impart the message of please do not care what other people think of you. You know, particularly if it's of a negative, non-kind nature. And if you know within yourself that you're living a decent life, if you know uh, you're putting goodness out there and you're paying it forward, uh, you greet people with a smile, you really care. Like when the question gets asked, you know, how are you doing and taking the time to really explore that with people and really plugging in and listening to people, helping them in whatever way that they might need it, and and not even necessarily putting them in a position of having to ask People have a hard time asking for what they need. Uh, or, you know, in some cases it's very easy if it's things that aren't associated with emotion, where you don't necessarily need to appear vulnerable. You know, uh, you know, people can say, I, you know, I need a tire for my car or I need a referral to get my fridge fixed or, you know, very difficult for people to say, you know, I need support right now or I need a hug or, you know, I just need to vent and and not have anybody interrupt me, um, or I need somebody to help me get myself focused um, or organized or just facing in the right direction uh, to get on the path that I want to be on. Um, so, you know, if you are that type of individual, if you know that you're a good person, if you know that you generally, even for those, who, you know, the haters, the doubters, the disappearers, whatever category that these people fall into, uh, you know, if you're the type of person who, regardless of all of that, still wishes these people only well and kindness and safety uh, and well-being, then that's all that matters, you know, because you carry that forward. You know, you're holding on to that energy, and it's that energy that exists within you that's going to be the barometer in going forward for, uh, you know, what you put out there and what you manifest and the decisions you decide to make and the choices you, you know, come upon uh, making for yourself that are going to be either in your favor or to your detriment. So, you know, I just, I just, I really, especially Valentine's Day tomorrow, a lot of us are single, uh, you know, not attached necessarily. Um, you know, it, it's not about Valentine's Day. It's not about one day, one particular holiday on the calendar to determine how many people like you, how many people love you, how many people are going to express sentiments uh, to suggest that you mean something to them. That may be forthcoming. That may not be forthcoming. In either which case, it does not matter. The only person that you need to worry about fostering love and kindness and connectedness and all those wonderful things to be the wonderful person that you're intended to be is yourself. And the rest will follow. And I say that for every topic that I talk about in terms of personal journeying, uh, self-empowerment, um, decision-making, just just honor yourself, be true to who you are, get it, figure it out fast because you don't want to waste any more time. And if you know that you have been wasting precious time focused on the wrong things, the wrong people, getting in your head as opposed to existing and thriving and flourishing within your heart, then just that that's what needs to be focused on, not the external, the internal. 
And once everything shows up and starts to feel good within you, then it's amazing what you see in your life show up and the quality of people. And that's all you end up seeing because that's all you'll pay attention to is the quality of people, the quality of your life experiences, the quality of the ongoing good feeling that you feel day in and day out, which carries over domino effect. You pay that forward and, you know, whether it be a simple smile, whether it be a way in which you nicely greet somebody, that's, you know, what you, what, what difference you can make in another person's life is amazing, but it starts with self. And so as we're nearing Valentine's Day tomorrow, again, I would strongly encourage you do your inventory, figure out regardless of one day of the year on the calendar, who you wish to see in your life, who is in your life. Are these good people? Do these people serve me? Do these people make me feel good about myself? And if the answer to that is no, intuitively or otherwise, then do something about it. Don't complain about it. Don't stew about it. Don't waste your energy on it. Make a decision and go forward. Lots of good stuff out there. Lots of good people out there. And I I strongly encourage that that remain your only objective. So I want to say... Thank you very much for once again joining me on this lovely Friday morning. And uh, for those of you who are interested in finding out a little bit about me or my work, my books, uh, my second book is just about to be launched through ebook version on Monday, and as well as going to the printers, Reimburse the Universe. Just picked up my second shipment of a 1,000 books, a reorder on my first book, Little Boy Gan from Passionfield Everland. For anybody who has any questions about me, my work, ordering, I can be reached at my website, lisamcdonaldauthor.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. For any questions people may have, any suggestions for future subject topics, uh, for anybody who might wish to be a guest on my show, would absolutely love to have you. And I would encourage you to come back next Friday. Would love to do this again with you next Friday. Thanks very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have a fantastic day. Talk soon. Take care. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.